Hey guys, welcome back to God's Girl Podcast. This is your girl Amber Renee once again. And today we are talking about our first series, Clothed in Purity. Okay, I know this walk with Christ is really hard, especially for a single folk child. It is a journey, okay? But we just have to remember that we have to keep our eyes on God, on Christ, and that they literally will not let us down at all. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because God places on my heart. Um, We live in the generation where sex, quote unquote, sells. Everything is super hypersexualized. Even in our children's shows, we're starting to see a lot more sexual images um like i know back in the day you know when we were kids in the 90s like the people and stuff they used to kiss and stuff but nowadays they doing all kind of stuff on this stuff and like i watched the show before i can't remember which one it was on maybe cartoon network and they even had like lgbt and it's like a show for like probably like seven eight year olds and like young teens you know what i'm saying so we just got to continuously renew our mind in Christ every day and just remember the purpose. The purpose is to chase after Christ and to finish the race and stand, right? The Bible says after you've done all you can, you stand. And that's what we have to do, stand firm. So... We know that there is a lot of nudity now, (laughs) you know, girls on Instagram, girls on Facebook, everybody in their swimming suits. Y'all look cute, sis, but it's a little much. I'm just saying modesty is still beautiful. Let's promote that. And and I'm not condemning these women because I was one of those women. Um, You know, you like to seek a lot of attention. You want a lot of male attention because when you have low self-esteem, low worth, I'm not saying all of them do, but a lot of them can or do (laughs) and uh, I know personally for me mine was a self-worth issue me getting affirmations from males made me feel better about myself because I didn't have an established self-identity and you really can't have a well self um a well established self-identity if you don't have an identity in Christ and Christ literally gives us our identity and tells us who we are right so um also you see a lot of um you know there's a lot of sex in movies um there's a lot of sexual music oh my goodness i can go on for days about that you know um and it's just honestly on both ends male perspective it's all getting worse the men aren't respecting the women they're calling us all kind of out of our names we're only good for one thing for them and the women are promoting this and and we're slapping on it the title of um us having sexual freedom and us being able to be you know like the men like what's up with the double standard it's because we're not neither one of us are meant to do all of that we are meant to honor our bodies our bodies are the temples of the most high god our bodies are the temples of the living god and when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that jesus is the son of god he died on the cross and rose in three days for our sins transgressions and iniquities and when we actually walk in faith in that 
Holy Spirit comes and inhabits, uh, uh, inhabits us and lives inside of us. So that literally makes us the temple with the Most High God, the temple of the Most High God. So we aren't supposed to grieve Holy Spirit, right? But all of this stuff grieves Holy Spirit, y'all. He be, he be grieved. He be grieved, okay? And one thing <laughs> that we don't want to do is we don't want to do that. And honestly, um, purity is just about us honoring ourselves as people of God, honoring God because we are his temple. That's number one. Then honoring ourselves, honoring others, and just really being able to walk in that established self-worth in Christ. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. Seriously. So... The purity on um, another point of purity, I wanted to touch on just quickly before I get started on the part one of this <laughs> is waiting for your future husband or wife. You know, just think you want to be able to walk in what you desire, what you want. If you want a godly man, you don't want him looking at other girls and lusting upon them or looking at other girls and like you know what I'm saying you don't I wouldn't want my future husband to just look at every single girl and just be like oh she looked like this that and the third and she walking with a little wobbly wop like oh she you know what I'm saying like I wouldn't want my husband to do my future husband to do that please don't please don't and the same way like future husbands you wouldn't want your wife just looking at every every single man in gray sweatpants or just looking at every man in general or watching watching like porn masturbating all the time you know what i'm saying sleeping around you wouldn't want these things done to you so we have to also be the people that we want to potentially be with you know, and uh, I'll talk about future topics as far as like finances and just like how you carry yourself walking in the fruits of the spirit, because that's the type of person that you want to attract back to you. You know what I'm saying? So your girl is here today talking about clothes and purity. This is part one. And your girl is backing it up with science and scripture. So we can have a better understanding of where we stand within this. So this first topic I'm going to be talking about today is huge. And it's so much controversy in the Christian community. Um, is masturbation a sin? And people literally be saying no. And I'm like, how? You think if something does not edify, glorify magnify God it's a no for me sis because if it's about self then it's it's I, I don't necessarily consider it to be right now that's not to say all those other type of things like oh getting your nails done your hair done and all that other kind of stuff no that's not what I'm saying but I'm talking about as far as pleasure goes outside of marriage now it says the marriage bed cannot be defiled unless adultery comes to step in and everything like that. But masturbation, I'm going to show you, can not only plant that seed and open that door to adultery if a husband or a wife is masturbating and watching pornography, 
um but it also is lusting upon other people and jesus tells us this so let's go ahead and talk about this today because y'all even the stuff that i found out blew my mind okay and i wrote this up so some christians tear it down and some christians say there's nothing wrong with it but in first delisions 4 3 through 5 it says for this is the will of god your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor not in the passion of lust like the gentiles who do not know god did y'all hear that you can't be like a gentile you can't be like a person who does not know god they are spiritual they have no spiritual soundness about them they are spiritually dead like like what god had told um jonah at the end after jonah had went and warned the people finally and obeyed god and god was like why are you mad at me for forgiving them like i forgave you when you were in the well and these people are spiritually dead they don't they don't know no better honestly they didn't know any better so you cannot be a christian quote unquote let's just be real you can't claim yourself to be a christian if you act as the gentiles who do not know god you can't act like them we have to be holy holy means to be set apart like people think that holy means you have to have like some type of halo around you around your head some angel wings and all of the kind of stuff no holy means set apart greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world we have to be the salt of the world because jesus said what is what is any good if you don't have any salt if you lost your saltiness i'm gonna toss you out you ain't no good you aren't no good sister sir okay so let's take a look into this so the word sexual immorality it means cornelia in greek did y'all know that because i promise you this took me out i was like what lord it it means what and you already see the word pouring in it and it's uh, and I went ahead and wrote as we know the most popular way to masturbate is by looking at porn this word can also be translated into fornication even idolatry and some other translations mean whoredom and I got this from gotquestions.com so when you do anything sexual sexually immoral you're giving up purity to do so jesus said in matthew 5 28 but i say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart so when you are watching porn even masturbating you are lusting after another person and therefore you're already committing the sin it's the same as you laying down with somebody y'all for real 
and porn and masturbation is fed off of lust and we all know that lust is a huge no-no there's so many scriptures going against lust sexual immorality it says that they will not inherit the kingdom of god that's in revelations it's like in all it's like literally it says that pornelia is in the new testament 25 times sexual immorality is in the new testament 25 times when i was doing my research that's a lot and we know that certain things in the Bible, certain things in the Bible is repeated over and over again for a specific reason, because it's highly important. Jesus talks about forgiving. That's one thing that, that is repeated over and over again. The Father can't forgive you if you don't forgive other people, right? So it says sexual immorality people who practice in sexual immorality idolatry homosexuality all of these things will not inherit the kingdom of god and you cannot be in false repentance of these things you can't just say oh god like you masturbate every day and then you ask for forgiveness every day that's not how that works you are not truly living in um in repentance for real you're, you're not living a, a, a repented life because you don't want to grieve that Holy Spirit okay his precious spirit that he graciously allowed to live inside of you you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit and you most definitely don't want to continue committing sins against God that is not what's up he is not pleased with that he does not like that at all at all so um What's the huge problem with masturbation? People want to say, okay, well, I can, I've heard people say, I can masturbate without watching porn. You can, because I know when I was addicted to it, I, I couldn't. When I was addicted to masturbating, it was like porn and masturbation went hand in hand for me. They just were together like peanut butter and jelly, okay? Like, I couldn't have one without the other because I needed to be fed with that lust in order to get my fix off. And I'm just being real. I know this might sound a little vulgar, and forgive me if it is, but I'm just being 100% honest with y'all. So even if you don't watch porn, what are you doing? You have to think, you have to close your eyes, and it's called visualization. And once you get into visualization, you still have to visualize yourself in a sexual act or doing something sexually pleasurable with another person in order to actually get your fix off. So in Genesis 38.8, um, if you know the story of Tamar, Tamar was married to um, one of Judah's sons, his first son, I don't know his name because I didn't look him up for this purpose. I look Onan up for this purpose. But um, after Tamar's first husband was killed by God for being evil, he was just evil and God killed him. <laughs> his brother Onan married her. Um, so back in those days, the people, what they used to do was if the father who gave his first son away in marriage, if he passed away, then the wife could go to the next kin, next of kin. So we can see this, we can see this in Ruth. I know that in Ruth, um, that's how her and Boaz ended up getting 
connected together um, because Boaz was a kin of her late husband. So he had to go ask the other gentleman if he wanted Ruth's hand first. And when the other man said no, that's when he was able to become Ruth's husband. Right. So when um, Ruth ended up having the baby with Boaz, her mother-in-law, Naomi, was then... Um, secured in her old age because therefore that baby became her kin first because anytime a woman had a baby even after she when she's widowed the next man that she had a baby with that baby still was considered to be her late husband's if that makes sense just trying to give y'all a visual picture here so here it says that um Onan married Tamar out of obligation, but out of selfishness, he would place his seed on the ground. So that means that he would, you know, he would not allow his seed to be planted inside of her to bring up offspring. Instead of being fruitful and multiplying, he was being very selfish because he knew that the baby would bear his brother's that would be his brother's heir so God found this evil God found this evil and he literally killed him he killed Onan and he killed Judah's other first son because he was evil literally yes so if God would kill Onan for placing his quote-unquote seed on the floor and he found that to be an evil act don't you still think that God sees that as evil? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But to me, in my head, I, I can't put words in God's mouth. But it was selfish. You know? When men ejaculate, they are literally wasting millions of sperm cells. Like, millions. I'm not even joking. Trust me. It's millions coming from a nurse. And it's very wasteful you're not putting that seed to use if you had a seed if you had um let's say you were planting like some fruit in your garden okay would you waste any seeds no you're gonna try to plant as many seeds as you can in the ground because you want to reap the benefits of the harvest you're not going to waste no seeds. That's why God found this evil. Because not only was he, be was he being very selfish, he was being evil by wasting a seed that God gave him to plant. God said, Fruit be fruitful and multiply. Hello? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but no, he did for real. So, we got to be very mindful of those type of things when we're masturbating. We're not just... We're not just doing it just for sexual pleasure, but you're literally, you're, which is selfish in its own, which is sinful and selfish, but you're literally wasting lives. That's honestly what it comes, boils down to. You're wasting lives. For real, for real. So, then that moves on, that brings me to porn. 
and as we see in the bible when you translate sexual immorality over um to the original greek context it was pornelia right so your girl's gonna bring a little science up in this thing you already know how i do so according to uh, livescience.com and this is quote unquote when people look at sexual imagery dopamine floods their brain regions causing an intense feeling of pleasure over time people come to associate these direct images called reinforcers with the pleasurable feeling anything associated with those images including the playboy trade uh, trademark bunny image could also prime people to seek out that positive rush However, a person will need a bigger dose to feel a response. So that's huge. That's huge. And um, I mean, I could speak off a personal experience, just a little piece of my testimony, I would guess with that addiction, um, would be certain music or certain movies, like I said earlier, would trigger it. And I would be like, oh man, like, okay, I need to go fulfill this desire because I'm sitting here feeding that into myself so therefore I want to go ahead and feed that desire um they also said that this can lead to um needing more vulgar images and it starting to become more perverse like a person might be into one thing and then it has to get worse and worse and worse and like basically I hate to say it but nastier in order for you to get a kick out of it and these things can lead to pedophilia, bestiality, um, some people sleeping with corpse, etc., etc. Y'all, it, it gets pretty dark, pretty dark. Um, in a 2014 study in JAMA Psychiatry, the results were outstanding, y'all, for the brain. Okay, men that regularly consume porn had smaller brain volumes and poor connections in the stratum which is the part of the brain that processes your rewards um, than those that didn't. And they found that the same amount um, of the shrunkenness in the brain, alcoholics also had it the same too, as well as people that suffer from depression. Can you imagine you're just being addicted to porn and you literally can have a shrunken brain like an alcoholic or like a person that suffers from depression. Their neurons don't fire as much as a person who didn't have those type of addictions or anything like that. Because when your neurons are firing, that's where you have all, that's your spark of everything It's in your brain. So if you're doing this to your brain, just imagine the damage you do over years and years and years of this addiction. It gets pretty deep, y'all. It goes just further than you having two seconds of pleasure. It gets deep. The reason why God doesn't want us to do these certain things is not only because it displeases him it's because he knows the consequences of this sin yeah it may not kill you today but it might kill you tomorrow not only could it possibly put you in um fiery torment and separation of god for eternity it can also cause you so many problems here on this earth and that's just not that's just not how we want to live y'all that's just not we want to walk in freedom 
So this can significantly damage relationships as well, marriages, um, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, all kinds of stuff because a lot of partners view it as infidelity. I'm sorry. It's infidelity. <laughs> that is infidelity. Like I said again, Matthew, um, Matthew 5, like I said earlier, when a Matthew 5 28, when a man looks at a woman with lustful intent, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. That's cheating, y'all. You're cheating. Did you know that? If you are in a relationship or if you are married with somebody and you are masturbating, or you are in especially if you're watching porn, you're cheating. You're cheating. That's crazy, ain't it? And then James 1. 15 says then after um, desire has um, conceived it gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown gives birth to death so let me break it down for y'all in the way the Holy Spirit kind of gave it to me desire equals lust lust equals action action which is the sin brings death not only spiritually but death in relationships, death in actual good sexual satisfaction within a marriage bed, because we know the marriage bed should not be defiled unless the adultery is there. You can bring spiritual strongholds, addiction. Um, you can bring spiritual attacks, illegal, um, illegal marriages and soul ties, spiritual spouses, y'all. And we all know that it just doesn't end at masturbation. No, because that doesn't satisfy you. That's not going to satisfy you enough like another person will. So the masturbation then is going to feed into lust for real sex, which is going to open you up to all types of things, y'all. STDs, STIs, unplanned pregnancy. Y'all, it literally brings bondage. It literally brings death that that's all it brings it does not bring no type of freedom and we know that in Christ Jesus we we have the right to be free he died for our sins every sin that we've ever committed has been nailed to that cross and I'm gonna need us to have faith and really truly honestly believe that you do not have to walk in this like I said I'll be the first person to say I will say it I was addicted to porn. I was addicted to masturbation. And a lot of females don't talk about it enough, but I, y'all, it, it was so bad to the point where I would do it like three, four times a day. And I would do it not even, not even just because I had a sexual desire. Sometimes I would just do it because I was bored. Like that—that that is bondage. It was nothing, nothing good coming from that because like I said, I'm saying these things to y'all because I've lived it and I walked through it and I found freedom in Christ Jesus. Jesus really delivered me out of that. So I want to talk about some ways to break free if you're dealing with masturbation, lust, um, and porn addiction because that is not our portion. That is not what... That is not all God has for us. God is God means for us to have spouses if that is his will. 
and he knows the desires of our heart he's not just gonna let us just sit up here and just be like okay lord it's been 10 years like yeah some people it is like that but you don't know what people face behind closed doors some people still face bondage of masturbation pornography sexual immorality and a a multitude of other sins he can't bless you with a good marriage because like i said earlier we have to be the people that we want to marry we can't just sit back and sit up here and say oh well i want my man to be like this this that and the third and whoopty whoopty wop wop you can't you can't say that sis or bro you can't be like that like i want my wife to do blah 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 like you can't want a want a housewife when you can't be a providing husband you can't want a providing husband when sis you don't even know how to cook a meal like it just don't work out if you want a husband that is walking in freedom if you want a husband that is dedicated to the lord that that is who he runs to that is his head you can't sit up here and make jesus your tail you can't sit up here and walk in halfway repentance that's just not how it works Look, we have to we have to follow not only in Jesus example, but the Bible gives us so many other examples. Look at David. David sinned against God. He he literally did. He literally killed a man and then married his wife. And that was huge. And God punished him. God God chastises the ones that he loves. He loved David. But David was a man after God's own heart. And let me tell you what David did. After David sinned against God that time, David did not sin against God anymore. He got punished. He took his punishment. He didn't like his punishment. It grieved him so much that he lost his uh, child. But after that, David walked he got back up again because it says in the word it says we may stumble but god is not going to let us fall for he holds us he holds us uh by our hand he's not going to let us fall y'all we just have to remember this at the end you have to stand you have to fight it's a daily fight for me this is not something where i was just like okay lord i give it to you have it and he just took it all away from me no i have to fight that daily I went from doing it, like I said, four, five, sometimes six times a day to completely stopping. And that was nothing but the strength of the Lord. I couldn't have done it on my own. And you have to understand your relationship with the Lord is worth so much more than two seconds of pleasure. Your relationship with the Lord is worth so much more than you having sexual relations with somebody that don't even care about you or just want to use you for what you got your relationship with the lord means so much more than any type of earthly or fleshly desire we have to feed our spirit just as much as we feed our flesh and when i say that i mean food i'm not talking about sinful stuff i'm just talking about food like if I'm ingesting three meals a day into my body, I need to be reading like four four or five books in the, in the Bible, y'all. I'm not even playing, or at least like chapters. You need to read like four or five chapters in a day. 
seriously, we have to give God our best. We have to give God the, the best that we got because he gives us the best that he has and he does not change. His promises are true. He is consistent. He will not let you down, but you have to be vulnerable with him. He already knows that you do it. You just got to be vulnerable and willing to give that to him and allow him to break you free of that. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about how to break free. How to break free. Prayer. Y'all, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You have to get on your knees. If it's that bad, you, I've literally sat there sometimes and begged God to help me. Begged him. You have to be vulnerable. You literally have to lay at his feet. And I was just like, Lord, please take this away from me. Like, please. My flesh is weak. Your spirit is strong. In my weakness, you bring me strength, Lord. Please help me. Because it was, it, sometimes it just gets bad like that. And he didn't say the weapons wouldn't prosper. He, didn't, he never said the weapons wouldn't form. But he said the weapons won't prosper. We literally have the victory as long as we believe it. Like as long as we have faith and we trust that God is who he says he is and that he is a deliverer, he is a restorator, like he he is all those things that he says in his word that he is. And we really just have to believe that and walk in that. So I have a prayer a little bit further down for y'all and I hope it blesses somebody's life. Another thing that I would say would be fasting. If it's really like a stronghold on your life, prayer, fasting, and you need to get in your word and you need to get some scriptures and you need to start talking, talking to that thing and casting that thing out. Deliverance is huge. I had to literally do huge, huge, huge deliverance on myself when it came to all of that and casting out that Jezebel spirit, severing all illegal marriages soul ties um spirits anything like that to try to get freedom and if you really need some help like i know some people they have problems with their father they have father wounds i have father wounds um mother wounds family wounds or even like an ex-partner wound like if you have wounds child god can heal your wounds and he also gives us resources. Go go see a Christian-based therapist. I definitely would say go see a Christian-based therapist. I had to go to therapy. It was probably one of the best things I've done in my life to be able to have that different POV and just get like some, some guided direction. And especially if they're Bible-based, it, it will be a huge blessing to your life. I say just pray about it and just seek God and ask him who you will want to who he will want you to go to and um today wrapping up this podcast I want to give you all a prayer and look child I wrote this prayer out I'm like I'm gonna be speaking this over my life every day and I call it the sexual sinners prayer and I'm just praying that it like touches somebody even if it's one person so Dear Heavenly Father, I come to your throne of grace broken all the way. I ask that you heal me and put me back together completely. Oh Lord, 
Oh, Father God, I ask that you forgive me of any sexual immorality, lust, adultery, fornication, masturbation, O oh Lord, and pornography. Heavenly Father, my flesh is weak in these areas, Lord, but in your word it tells me that your grace is sufficient for me and that your power is made perfect in my weakness. And Lord God, I am telling you I am weak. I need you to come into these areas of my life and help me. I am desperate, O oh God. I pray that you fill me up with your word and that you kill this flesh and increase your spirit, O oh God. Sovereign Lord, I know that your grace and your mercy sustains me all the days of my life and I pray and I have faith that you will help me in these areas so I may not sin against anyone else and most importantly myself and you Lord. Have your way O oh God in my life and I submit everything I have unto you. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to God's Girl. Um, I, this, I hope it blessed somebody's life because I know it blessed mine. Um, just researching this and looking it up. And I just thank Holy Spirit for guiding me and leading me to doing this. And I'm so excited to do part two. We'll be going over sexual immorality. Like actual like, yeah, sex, y'all. We're going to be talking about the big S-E-X. So... The next episode will be dropping next week. I thank you all for tuning in. Remember to keep it cute. Keep it in the Lord. And this was God Girls Podcast.